What up, y'all? It's your girl, Nella B. And this is CV. And we here, man. Welcome back, family. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. We have a dear friend of mine on the line today, a PBI member for life, Mr. A5A himself, Angelo <laughs> Jeter. Hey, what's going on? Like, what is PBI? Living? Oh, Angelo. Oh, see he now. Trying see, to act like he don't know. I don't. Huh? <laughs> I don't. PBI was something silly we made up in college. You're not privy. Okay, I'm, I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it it almost got like the Kappas were very very upset about PBI. They were not happy. A pretty boy incorporated. Yeah, thank you. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, that, that <laughs> and I was the first, <laughs> the first and only lady of PBI incorporated. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> right. See, to be, clear, to be clear, we were not trying to be capitalists for all those that was capitalists on campus around that time. We weren't trying to be capitalists. Uh-huh. Thing. <laughs> exactly. We just came we alpha, were, so it wasn't even like that kind of. <laughs> exactly. We were individuals doing our own thing. Now, two of our members right. did become capitalists, but that's something right. different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Angelo, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, uh, no for having it, me. Yeah, definitely. I knew it was definitely something that I was going to do. If you follow the podcast at all, a few episodes ago, we talked about some things that young couples don't prepare for. And I immediately thought about you with um, the untimely passing of your wife. And we definitely want to send our condolences. Thank you. Yes, sir. So I want to start this off with your romance story. Tell me about how you and Jazz met. I think I know, but you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it, I'll, I'll try to do the con- condensed version of it. Uh, so it was in April of 2008. Um, I was in the computer lab in one of the residence halls called Phelps Hall on, uh, on Werther's campus. And so he was in Phelps the girls' hall, baby, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, the girls' I know what Phelps is. You know, you know. It was the only one that was 24 hours, though. So I went in there. Uh, was working on a project, and um, so Jasmine comes in there with two um, of her classmates, and that's the, the only, like, computer left is the one right beside me. And so I look at her. I'm like, oh, you know, this girl kind of cute, you know, whatever. i never seen her before. She must be a transfer or something like that. And um, so I just started chatting with her, and the way I would tell the story is, you know, she fell in love at the first joke. The way she would tell it, <laughs> The way she would tell it is, I, uh, I I wouldn't stop getting on her nerves, so she just gave me the time of day. But um, but basically from there, um, you know, we connected on Facebook, and then like within a week, we you know hung out and just really this energy with her was just different than I felt with anyone ever before. So I knew it was something like worth pursuing, uh, which is funny because at that point I was pretty much decided I wasn't going to really be in any more relationships. I had been in some bad situations and. Mm-hmm. I- know what i'm just going to chill you know i'm just going to you know my last semester of college i'm just going to you know wild out and it didn't happen like that because uh, you know when i met her it was just like hmm this is worth looking to more than just that something casual so so yes yeah, so that's basically you know how we met and you know that story sounds so familiar it sounds like me and cv so i'm definitely gonna go with jazz's account that you probably just wore her down <laughs> what you probably just wore her down man, right? man got game <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get the vibe? You felt this different connection. Like, when did you right. know this is the woman I'm going to marry? Because I, I believe you said on Life Snacks that you guys had been together nine years. Right. And so I'm assuming like eight of those years, y'all were just dating. So um, I think it was seven. So seven we dated right before engagement. Mm-hmm. We were engaged for a year. 
and then we were married right under a year. She um, is a so patient Tokyo. woman. I, yeah, she's very patient. <laughs> Brother very Jeter, patient. I don't know what you was doing, but um, yeah. this one right here? <laughs> oh, my God. She was like, um, so let me show you this ring. When right, you gonna right, make me right. a wife? I'm like, right. come on. Probably now. the next day. I, I know her. Probably the next day after I met. Oh yeah, this is a nice ring right here. Um. <laughs> Angela, you you know how I can get. I go for right what I want. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so I'm praying for that because of that. Um, <laughs> but no, so honest. So honestly, when we met, Jasmine was a freshman. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was 18. I uh, 21. And so it like you know we were the growing pains of just you know being kids and then growing into adulthood and, and then we had some ups and downs. You know we broke up a little bit, got back together, broke up, got back together. So. Um, I count all that time, though, because even though we weren't together for certain parts of it, we were still together, you right. know, so. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of pretty much how she stayed around for <laughs> seven years before engagement. <laughs> and it just it just felt right, too. You know, it just felt like, OK, this is the right moment because um, I had thought about it much earlier. But then it was like, you know, it's not the right time. I'm not where I want to be in order to really, you know, start a family or have, you know, someone um, responsible for being their husband. So it just kind of all worked out, I feel like, in the right time. Right. So. It seems like y'all grew together. You gave her that opportunity to kind of grow, do the college thing and and get yourself in a better position as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important, uh, especially when you're young, you know, you think you know everything, which you don't know much at all. So the fact that we had that time, I'm really thankful for that because we could have just rushed it and then it not worked out or been, you know, miserable. Right. So we got we got to learn each other, you know, really grow up together. All right. So, yeah. Well, we, we was old when we got together. We <laughs> we done made all our mistakes and all of that. So, right. That makes it different. She had I heard my name in the streets and then she was doubting me. She was like, and he had never know. heard my name in the streets because you, know, you know I'm an angel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, I appreciate that, brother. The honesty. What? He know. Anywho, <laughs> he went to school with you. You can't hide that. He did go to school right. with me and was a very close friend, so he knows the truth. He knows that I am the sweetest That's person. why he said it like this. <laughs> I think we're sweet. Anywho. So what was what was your vision for marriage? You proposed her and you knew she was the one. Like what 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 did right. you envision for you guys? Uh, you mean as far as the actual marriage itself or just yeah yeah so i mean honestly what i told people you know when they asked me if i was ready you know to propose was that i was ready to not be ready mm-hmm. and so what i mean by that is you know with marriage is such a journey and you never really know what's going to happen but you kind of know there's at least this person that's going to be with you right every step and so but you don't necessarily know where that journey is going to take you so i was ready enough to to be willing to embrace whatever came with her so i, I trusted wow. her enough trust each other enough to really to just venture out there and just live like together and take on the world so that's what that's what i tell people like whenever you're ready enough to just embrace the unknown like comfortably with the person that you're with then that's when the time is right that's such a poet answer yeah i was about to say that's deep brother <laughs> yeah like for people who don't know angelo he also does poetry he's i mean he's really big on the poetry scene um his, he goes by the name of iambic so if you guys have seen that right. name you know yeah, him. That and that is such a deep like i was sitting here like wow did we we didn't even <laughs> wow like you know I what know. i mean yeah i know this man he dropped a jewels out here and I, and I think that's important for our young couples because we um we kind of idealize 
uh, marriage. Like we, mm-hmm. we make it this, this perfect thing. We think, you know, whatever we don't have now is going to be inside this marriage box. And I don't think people realize, no, the marriage box is empty. It's what you put into it. It's what right. you are, are willing to go through with that person. The marriage box is empty. So you're not going to get anything that you don't already have or that you're not already giving. So I think, thank you for that. That was, of course. Got yeah, right, man, I need to steal that right in the heart. and put it in a car one of these days when she forgets. <laughs> Just give me some credit. Just give me five dollars every time you. <laughs> Word. Boy, you steep, boy. $5? I know, right? Every time. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um. So if I if I remember correctly, um, Jasmine was dealing with some health issues. Um, I believe Crohn's disease. Is this something you guys talked about prior to marriage? And like, how did that? Um, what was that discussion like? Yeah, so um, she had been diagnosed with Crohn's disease at the age of, well, it was ulcerative colitis first, okay. um, at the age of 15 or 16, so before we met. So pretty much when we actually met and been and decided we were going to actually start dating, it was obviously something we needed to, you know, that needed to be talked about. And um, I remember actually one of the first, like, months we were together, first couple of weeks, she had like a surgery or something. Oh, so it was, wow. it was very, like very much prevalent and something we you know we couldn't just like skirt over in the beginning so um throughout the course of our relationship she had you know like 40 surgeries she had um you know countless treatments and doctor's visits so it was just something that was a part of our relationship to be honest it wasn't like we had to sit down one day and talk about it it was just something that was there from day one so um we just kind of just we're just navigating it the way by the time we got married we're just navigating it the way we've been navigating it because we already had like a a way to kind of figure it out um, without really figuring it out because a lot of times it was unexpected too. So, um, so yeah, so that was that. It was pretty much just a part of, of what we experienced from the beginning. Wow. Yeah. Well, man, I, I got to say, man, that was a really mature outlook, um, you know, in terms of just navigating it, even in the beginning of the relationship. That's really, really big. Um, I was curious, you know, I know we all got Google and things like that, but did you really yeah. understand, like, that it could be terminal or, or yeah, great question. Yeah. Great question, man. Um, so no, not really. Um, typically, um, well, I'm not gonna say typically, but for most of the things that you see or read, it's not, um, terminal per se, you know, like it can get really bad, like with the, the pain and everything that they endure, but typically it's not something terminal. And so, um, my wife's, passing isn't really while Crohn's obviously is an effect of it it also is to just do with the effects of the medicines that she was on for that to treat it and so um just pretty much she you know her respiratory system got knocked out mm. and she able to you know revive and so it wasn't directly caused to Crohn's so that's one thing I want to say too for people that listen like man this one with Crohn's like it's not necessarily a terminal disease itself Uh, it's just the situations that may occur around it could be that just depending on you know what happens but typically it's not it's just causes a lot of pain with people um you know they have some people have to wear ostomy bags um or um and, and do other things as well so yeah, so that's that wasn't something I honestly thought about because wow. it wasn't it was far far surpassing because it wasn't it wasn't something that we thought would be um, a consequence of her having Crohn's. Yeah. So when it happened, although you know she had been sick and um, and everything, like it wasn't 
something that even you know when she passed that I was prepared for at all mm -hmm. because it wasn't something I thought was gonna happen. Even though there you know were some scares, you know, before, right? I'll be honest, there were some scares of that, but um it still wasn't something that I thought was gonna be a thing I have to deal with. Right. And I, I will definitely say, um, you know, we're never prepared. We're never prepared for anything like that. I think your your whole philosophy on the marriage and being um, ready to not be ready is kind of like all of life. Um, right. You know, you're never ready for children. There's never a perfect time to have children. There's never any any inkling that something like that could happen to your spouse and i have i am thankful that out of your grief um you built life snacks because yeah. it honestly um brought up topics of conversation with me and cv like he always jokes you just gotta stay healthy like you just right you, you just don't have permission to leave before me and, and you know and it's, and it's like well babe i need you i need you to be okay i need you to be prepared yeah. and um you know I don't think I don't think young couples think about that. Like CV says we're old, uh, but we're between 30 and 35. And right. I think we're we're in the prime of our lives. So have you guys discussed like health insurance, life insurance, um, raising kids, end of life de decisions? Did you guys have these big conversations like when it happened? Yeah. Did you know what her wishes would have been? Right. Yeah. So because of, you know, all the things that she went through, there were, like I said, there were several scares about things happening or, and she would always kind of, I don't know if it was prophetic or not, but she would always say, you know, something happens to me. I want you to know this and know that, mm -hmm. but I, I just missed it most of the time. Like, cause I was like, you know, no, you're going to be fine. Like, you know, we're not going to, I don't even want to hear about you talking about that. Right. Cause you don't want to envision being without, you know, your spouse. Um, so, but it wasn't, but it was definitely conversation. So while I didn't like necessarily uh, take it into heed, like as far as like really thinking it's something I would have to do, it was definitely something we talked about like, in terms of like what she would want and, and stuff like that. But we didn't, but it, it wasn't probably as in depth as it could have been. Um, right. So, uh, you know, life insurance and all that stuff was something we, you know, talked about somewhat, but not enough probably, but mm -hmm. um but it still was, it still worked out, you know, in the end um, for me and, you know, her family and all that good stuff helping out. Um, but yeah, but those are tough conversations to have because you don't really know how to start those. And then, you know, you think you have the rest of your life. So you can easily just push it to the side. Oh, we'll talk about that in a couple of years. Oh, we'll talk about that in five years. But you really don't know. Yeah. So, if it weren't um, for, if it weren't for Nella, I would have pushed it off, man, to be 100%. Right. I was, yeah, I, I hate thinking about that topic to be honest so it's it's still something that's very hard for him to even talk about and and mm -hmm. so I, again i like that you have um so i've mentioned life snacks a few times so guys angelo does a um live facebook cast i was gonna say podcast but i don't know what you call those but a live facebook cast where he basically you're talking about all things grief and the business of grief i caught that episode and i'm just like dang you know when my husband passes, there's things that need to get done, right? And, and things that I honestly have. Why you say when though? Why you gotta say Cause, like cause you're human. You're gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna live forever. Please excuse Babe, me. She said you first though. That's huh? the thing she said. She said you going first though. Like you. <laughs> I know, right? For <laughs> you. Well, you already told me I can't I, go. I would prefer you. to go first, but I need like <laughs> this strong seventy five eighty up out this deal. 
but whatever. Anyway, you know, you know what really, what really got us is we went to a um, meeting at my son's school, and they had some lady that's selling life insurance, and she was like, "GoFundMe is not a life insurance policy," and I was like, "Wow, we we might need one of those." Yeah, and I mean, it took me weeks to take a life insurance policy out on my four year old because I'm like, he's four. I don't want to think about that, you know. So. It happens. Um, well, I, I wanted to tell us about life snacks, though. You talked about it. I, I mean, I, oh my bad. This <laughs> his show. So, so my description of your show wasn't good enough. Okay. Well, I mean, I it, mean was, well, it was decent. So, like, I'm just curious, you know, more about like how you get inspired to do it, and and yeah. also having the courage to even talk about it because I know it's relatively soon, fresh yeah. way. Right. Yeah. Well. Um, so. Yeah, so Life Snacks Sessions. Uh, so first of all, this the title, Life Snacks, is something that I came up with like many, many years ago. Like when I first got on Twitter, I would just, you know, people say food for thought. Mm-hmm. So I would just Life Snacks or whatever and just little, you know, I've always had this thing about being profound or what have you that people say. <laughs> they like things that I say. So I would just post little, you know, little tweets with those with hashtags on there. And so when this, um, when I decided to do the videos, that was like this, the, the topic in the, the name that came to me but in terms of as far as like how i got into doing them at all um i would post some statuses about my wife whether it be on my page or her page um and i didn't really think i was saying anything really deep or you know impactful i was just saying what i felt you know um wasn't trying to get attention or anything i was just you know saying what i felt in the moment mm-hmm. and a few people um inboxed me on facebook and were like man you know you're really inspiring me you know thank you for sharing those posts and for you know what you're what you're saying on your statuses and i'm just like i'm not saying you know saying anything but <laughs> but i guess i think it's nothing you know it's something to them and so it really just kind of came upon me um, to really like, maybe I just need to start making this a thing. So we're trying to figure out if it's going to be a blog or, you know, or a video blog or have you. And I just like, you know, let's just do Facebook lives. It doesn't have to be that, you know, formal, but just do it. And, you know, if people get something out of it, we'll keep it going. And so that's uh, how it started. I only had like eight of them originally planned, but I think I'm at like 12, 13 now. And they just, the ideas just keep coming. When I think I'm running out, more just keep coming. So, you know, it's nothing but, from my opinion, you know, I'm a man of faith. So I think it's just God giving them to me um, and keeping me going so somebody can hear it. So, right. Yeah. And and like you said, you know, it's, it's not big to you. You're just kind of getting an outlet, but it's, it's huge to somebody else. And, uh, you know, right. again, I thank you for doing that. Now, um, CV mentioned this, you know, because it's relatively fresh. How long has it been yeah. since Jasmine's passing? Uh, so it's been eight months. It'll be nine months on the 17th of this oh, wow. month. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, not the greatest segue in the world because no, uh, we're, we're talking about time. But on the right. most recent episode, I think, you know, you mentioned there not being a timeline to grief. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, on the spectrum of, like, one to ten, a zero, you know, zero being I haven't dealt with this at all which i think that is not where you're at and 10 mm-hmm. being i'm great you know mm-hmm. where where would you find yourself on that spectrum mm, that's a really great question um i think it changes <laughs> yeah you know depending on the day um because grief can really sweep in um but i would say i would think that i toggle between six and eight okay or five and seven you know between yeah. those you because are a strong man the- was that you're a strong man i dude i right now i'd be in a corner with a bottle yeah <laughs> right honestly man like i tell people man it's nothing but grace man that i'm not 
in in that position because I know, you know, I've been since I've you know my wife has passed, I've been connected to a bunch of like groups on Facebook and just like things online, uh, where people are sharing their stories about their journey. And so a lot of people really struggle, you know, mm-hmm. like to with substances or, you know, all these different things. And I just haven't had that. And actually I tried to stay away from those because I was kind of afraid like to drink, you know, or or indulge in anything, you know, because of that. And so um, I've just been, you know, just blessed, honestly, that I haven't been. And so, um, so I say between five and seven, I think it's probably like more consistent because there's some days it's just really rough. Mm-hmm. And no matter, no matter how, how hard I try it, um, you know, just, just, I'm still in the midst of it. Um, but at my best, I think I'm still, of course, she's still a thought, right. but I can still function and not, you know, necessarily be paralyzed by the grief. You know, I think that's the important part, being right. able to fun- function through it and uh, and operate. So so I, th- I feel that's where I'm at. Most people will probably say I'm at like a 10, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at a 10 at all. Uh, but, you know, just varies on the day, though. Yeah, and you, you know, you say you're a, a man of faith, and, like, I believe that energy is not created or destroyed. You know, it just, it's, it's still here. And I, I would imagine a lot of her energy is still surrounding you. You know, um, mm. you, you mentioned, you know, sometimes you'll see something or you're, you'll do something. And it'll remind you of, of her. And it's not necessarily a sad thing. It's, you know, happy that you had those moments. And I can imagine that those would keep you going. Like, what, what would you say about that? Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's crazy. Uh, somebody was actually, it's ironic that you say that. Someone was just asking me that today, if I feel her presence. And I said, yeah, I do. It just happens in really random moments. Um, there was a, I'm trying to remember, a couple months ago, like maybe two, three months ago, I was down in her hometown. Um, February is when it was. So I had to speak at a church. And um, and so like that day was kind of just rough. You know, like it was, the service was great. The speech went well. But I went to see by the grave and everything. So that was rough. And um, as it always is. But uh, and so I was like, I just need a sign. I was talking to her like, I just need a sign that like I'm doing the right thing or that I'm making you proud. And then later that night when I was still there, we had like a dinner or whatever at her, uh, her aunt's house. Friends brings me this picture frame thing that she got made. I had mm-hmm. no idea of a picture from um, one of our wedding photos and a quote that Jazz had I think she wrote it like on Facebook or something about that, like how she felt about me. Mm-hmm. And that's on the picture. Like she got it framed and everything with a small easel and all that stuff with it. And I'm just like, wow. So it's literally like, you know, a couple, an hour or so after I just said, I need, you know, a sign that I need that you, you know, are okay with me and proud of me and all that stuff. And then I get this gift. So, yeah. um, so it's, it's times like that. And just small things like that. You can literally just feel the presence or whatever. Um, you know, happening or around me that it just feels like, okay, you're listening, you know, and that kind of keeps you going too. That definitely keeps you like, okay, cool. Like right. she's not, you know what I mean? Like she's still very much present. That's what's up. Man. That is what's up. And you mentioned Facebook too. So I guess that's one of the positives of Facebook is, you know, it keeps her words around it. You know, you can, right. you can now, if, I hope she wasn't like me because I get mad and I post stuff on Facebook and I, you know, <laughs> Man, she be trying to hit like with subliminal suit. I don't want my husband to be like reminiscing, and then he be like, "This bitch." I got my on this day. She done tagged me in some BS. So. You didn't do much of that. What, 
which is which is actually a surprise knowing her like that she didn't (laughs) (laughs) you know but i i think you know it'll make him laugh because he'll remember you know that's just how my wife do but on the subject with timelines as well on your latest episode the issue of dating came up now Mm -hmm. this is a a a point of contention with me and cv right now Mm -hmm. It, it, yeah, we, I don't know why we talk about <laughs> passing so often, but this is a point of contention. And my so, bad. I, I think that my bad, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you're not on the dating scene right now, but when do you feel like it's an appropriate time? Is there an appropriate time? Mm-hmm. How do you know? <laughs> so I'm going to answer that with what I thought beforehand and what I think now. So before, um, obviously, I was a widower. Um, like I, I thought that, you know, you should be a couple of years before you start dating, you know, like a decade, you know, like I, right. I never thought in my mind, like the yeah, exact time, but it's like, you should, you know, it should be a long time before you do that. And that's because I think we just feel like, um, as people that are outside of the grief, like we feel like it should just be a, a certain buffer of time before we're ready to accept it. Not necessarily when they're ready to accept it, but when we're ready for them to have, and have the idea of them even being with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my thought process before. And so going into it, obviously, like I kind of had my idea of a time frame um, of what I thought would be appropriate or be ready. Um, but now I don't really have that. I think it's just whenever you personally are are there, you know, um, and being on those groups I'm in on Facebook and um, a few others is really like gives me dynamics to that, too. Some people started dating, you know, a couple months after. So people started dating, Ooh. you know, a- um, and so I think, and, and, you know, we hear like stuff like that, like a couple months, it feels taboo. Like, dang, you didn't care about them. Uh, but, <laughs> but one thing I thought about is you never know someone's situation before the passing happened. Right. So right. maybe they're yeah, married. True. They could have been an abusive situation or, um, you know, they couldn't be, might not have been exactly happy. So while they miss their spouse, it might be also a thing where they feel liberated in a sense, like they're not, they're not tied to that abuse uh, or what have you. And then the other part of it is you just never know what another person can do for you, like being around somebody else that can kind of help you through that situation. So I think like we don't need to put a time frame on people that are grieving, like when they can start dating again. It's just as, as long as they're comfortable with it and ready to like embrace all that that takes on. You know what I mean? Like to pull yourself actively dating. And I think it's also a difference between what I call passive and actively dating. Like, I wouldn't consider myself actively dating at all, you know, right now. That's like putting myself out there, trying to meet people and, you know, be on the scene, eat harmony, plenty of fish. You know, like, I'm, like, you know I'm nowhere near that, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think, you know, I would soon be willing to entertain options of just, you know, just meeting people. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's different as well. So uh, I don't have a time frame of what I think is is proper. I think it's just whenever that person is feel like they're in the place to really do that. Well, Brother Judah, I'm going to tell you, you know, and, and if, if I'm going to go first, as she has already put yeah, out yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, you good. You good. Yeah, if I, you know, I, I my plans are already on the table, apparently. So uh, after I go... You know what I'm saying? We're going to have her set up to go in a convent. She's going to become a nun. <laughs> there will be no other man but God in her life. Angela, right. can you imagine need... me as a nun? We get all <laughs> They're going to the they throw the whole nunnery away. Like, it's still all the way. <laughs> man, look, I'm, I'm just saying, that's that's our biggest point of contention today. She was just like, right. maybe six months. And I'm just like, that ain't enough. 
And it, I don't. I don't know. I like. I like what Angelo said about active and passive dating because you can't help. You know, you can't help who reaches out to you because I'm sure Block. we. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure what you're saying is inspirational. Not only is it inspirational, it might be attractive to some people. You know what I mean? So yeah. he can't help if somebody sliding them DMs. Okay, so so that brings me to one of my questions. That I have. Yeah, go ahead, so, go ahead. so you know, you know, you got the friends around. She might have had a friend. Somebody did you have anybody that was like probably like cool with y'all that probably slid out of pocket and and the, even like in something like trying to console you, just try to holler. Like one, like one of her friends, you mean, or just, just people? Just any like, friends, just people around. It was like, um, hmm. Uh, I can't think of anyone. I was like, so friends to me. I, I use the word friends loosely, but like as far as real friends, no. Like you know, like people that I'm like close with or whatever, like that did that for like stepped out of line. No, and honestly, no people stepped out of line. Just you can kind of tell when some people are genuine. And yeah. they really want to be there, and when they're not, and so uh, I think folks sometimes think that you can't distinguish between the two because you're grieving. So they think that you're stupid at the same time. So, <laughs> here for you, or whatever, and I got you. You know, whatever you need, and I can come over there. Uh, no, I'm good. You know, <laughs> you know I'm I that's that's different than someone really like genuinely just being there for you and just truly being a friend. So right. uh, no, I can't say there was anyone that really. Didn't think too crazy, but I will say that the thirst is real out here. <laughs> you ain't getting no extra long hugs. <laughs> you know, you maybe know. Few. Yeah. And I just want to say that any ladies, any ladies out there looking at Angelo, not to throw salt in his game, but Jasmine's energy is still here. Okay. Right. Still I need man. you to remember all this, all of that. Did you say it? All my energy gonna be right there. You know I'm getting, hey, I'm right. getting stuffed, you know, man. He is not getting stuffed. Get stuffed. You're supposed to honor my wishes. If I put that on paper, you have to do that. Angela, I'm not gonna be honored yeah. them wishes. So. Yo, I, I want to be stuffed and I like to be placed in our living room. Oh that's, my goodness. That's all I ask. Real, man. I think I think it's it's probably more real for, for women, you know what I'm saying? Like for women that have lost a husband or whatever, because dudes just be out there, oh, you know, can take care of you. But so I never really envisioned it being that way um for me. And then I've always been like kind of naive anyway. Like apparently people, a lot of people liked me when I was in college, when I was single or whatever. And I just didn't know. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. No idea. <laughs> Literally. I was, just, I was just really naive. And so, um, but yeah, so, but, but I've been kind of like my, my spidey senses have been heightened. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, I also though, like, you know, for those that are genuine, I think like that they're really, they may be interested, but they're just genuinely, you know, good people and good friends. I definitely also sense a, um, some caution from them, like, because maybe jazz's energy is very prevalent. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they be and then all just just being good people they don't want to be disrespectful so right. um and so to me those are the people people that are good people just to have in your corner whether it's romantic or not like if they respect you know they don't they were very careful to not disrespect her so to me that means that you're a good person you know regardless if i ever consider dating you or not the fact that you're thinking about that you know is is important to me absolutely so. So I, I got a question for you. So if if she, yeah, you good. If she were still here mm -hmm. and you passed on, how long do you think she would have waited? Ooh, that's great. <laughs> I thought about that a lot, man. I think um you know, honestly, I think I think Jazz would be really um probably not thinking about it 
Well, you know what? I don't know. Because I, I, I would say the same thing. I wouldn't even be thinking about it. Like, you know, or right, like before that happened, I would yeah. say, no, nah, I wouldn't even be thinking about it. Um, but it's a thought now. So mm-hmm. I think for her, though, it would be some years because that's I think a good would... woman right there. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> and see, I didn't know Jazz because, again, she was a freshman when Angela yeah, graduated. But you need to right. take notes. Angela was younger than me. And I, I, but I will say this. I will say this. Again, I always have to stick in like my, my mental health counseling <laughs> stuff. Oh, Lord. It's, right. it's natural to need human interaction. And like Angela right. said, you know, he's got people in his corner that may be interested, but they're good people and romantically or not, just having those people in his corners is good enough. And so I think, you know, she may wait. She may have waited a years to be romantically involved mm-hmm. but i guarantee right. you she'd have somebody in her corner she felt like she could trust and that's exactly. cool that's yeah. cool we get you yeah. some toys and you had those on stop so you don't have See, to come. you you, you know, i know that's why you want somebody <laughs> yeah i know i know that's yeah. why she that's why she's gonna date after like three days after <laughs> i'm dead that's that's what it is. You see, my husband just don't want you don't even. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, here I am. I'm trying to be serious and be with the conversation. <laughs> my bad. He just oh, but, but no, and I mean, and that's a that's a need too. That's a physical human need as well. Right, and so, right. like Angelo said, it wasn't a thought before, it's a thought now. <laughs> I okay. Understand, I understand, <laughs> <sighs> this yeah. this was his like part, you know, as we were preparing, he was like, Oh, I got all these relationship questions. And I was yeah. like well, that's what I'm most concerned about after I, I go, as you've selfish. already planned for me. You selfish. What year am I going to pass in, baby? This is about Angelo. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> saying about us. It's his way of thinking, too, because you don't want, you know, I think a lot of a lot of the thought process is, like, you don't want someone to try to replace Absolutely. You, you right? And so, you know, I I get him having that energy, like, no, you're not going to have nobody else. Yeah, that's man. Have some dude up there playing my PlayStation. <laughs> right. <laughs> But you know, but you know the thing is, I I know that companionship is key. So for me, if I were to pass before CV, I definitely want him to have someone. What would be most important to me is that she respects and honors him the way I respect and honor him. So right. I I think that that ultimately, again, without me knowing Jasmine, I think ultimately that that's what she she would want for you is for you to have somebody who respects and honors you and and will love you the way that she did. Um, And I mean, not the way that she did, but the best that they can, you know, because no one will ever love you the same, you know, like she did. Yeah, totally. A thousand percent uh, agree with that. And, you know, like, see, you you didn't get to meet my wife and and, uh, Nella knows a little bit. She knows her a little bit. Like, she was a fighter. You know what I mean? So she very much was like, you know, don't be talking to my man, right. you know. <laughs> I, I feel like I definitely knew of her spirit, you know? Right. Like, I knew right. of how she felt about her man. Right. <laughs> how, how she felt about what was hers. And so, exactly. you know, yeah. with me and Angelo being friends, I was very protective of my friends as well. So right. I, I had to at least know that. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. And, and even with that being said, while well, I think that energy is definitely there, I do feel as though she is going to send me the person right like you know like like and i feel like maybe she's even put people in places like not necessarily for me to date them but but you know it's a different energy when you have a friend from the opposite sex Mm -hmm. that is is giving you you know comfort than it is from like your homeboys you know i mean it's different not that you're trying but it's just different right so I, i i do feel like she has sent you know, some of those friends that are really good friends, like, and just friends, um, you know, in my corner. So I know, like, 
whenever that time is right that she'll send the person to. Even even though she was the very protective of me, I feel like she would want me to be, you know, happy and to and to you know find that person that exactly. I, I mean, if if CV were to fall ill and we had an opera, no, if I were to fall ill, let me take that back. If I were to fall <laughs> ill and we had the opportunity, I would I would be like, let's get on tinder or let's get on whatever I'm not find you find you no damn body selfish anywho I am. Absolutely. <laughs> you see this do you see this hey man my my thoughts on relationships are that you know it's two selfish people coming together like because you know i'm like I'm, I'm like oh i find her attractive that's a selfish right. reason right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i like this that whatever it's, it's for my own selfish reasons so same thing's gonna go whenever i have to leave this earth it's gonna be selfish well reasons. angela i got a, a favor <laughs> to ask if you come to my service you make sure he ain't got nobody there with nobody. Uh, <laughs> I need you to count the hug, hug seconds. Right. No, no more than right. three second hugs now. No, no yeah, extra yeah. packs. Right. Now that's the one thing I would say. The like you got somebody at the service, and that's way too soon. Like that's yeah, that's, way, yeah. <laughs> that's just terrible. That's the if he got somebody at the service, so I need you to get the investigation started. Right. They was right. already there before you right. before you left. If that's the okay. case. <laughs> well, Angela, what what brings you peace now? What brings you comfort? Mm, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, you have some really good questions, man. Um, <laughs> so I definitely say, you know, friends, uh, for sure. I have a, an amazing group of friends and, uh, you know, her family and stuff has been really super supportive. Like we were, we were close before, but we gotten even closer. Um, you know, like her mom and I would always joke that we didn't like each other, even though, you know, we really <laughs> did like, well, you know, I really, I talked to her almost every day. Um, definitely at least a couple of times a week. So like, having those people around definitely brings comfort and um, it makes you feel good that you have support. And it's like my frat brothers and everything too have been really like just, you know, at my side. So that's been great. Um, I'm honestly learning to, I'm learning again, like those things though, that bring me comfort, you know, like, uh, cause for a while, even though I'm a poet and I loved writing, it was very difficult for me to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very difficult for me to perform because that's something we experienced together. Uh, even though I did it like before I met her, you know, she kind of was around when that started evolving into something bigger than what it was. So, um, so I'm learning again, like how to take joy in those things, um, and like just kind of just being putting myself in different places. Like I like the water now. Like you know, sometimes there's a lake near here, and sometimes I go out there and just like just meditate or what have you. So, um, it's just the little things, you know, that I take solace in that you might not have thought about before. That you know, sometimes I take for granted. So right. I try to look things and, and really cherish those moments so, right yeah and and i noticed on life's next too it seems that you're getting into you're getting into a little bit of advocacy for uh crohn's disease and i know you said another one but i know i can't pronounce it <laughs> um yeah yeah, yeah. So give me a minute too. <laughs> i think it starts with a u we'll just go yeah that. it's uh, so, it's a source of colitis that one and yeah. <laughs> uh so tell us about the the jeter journey and the, the walk that you have coming up yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's an organization called the uh, CCFA, Crohn's Colitis Foundation of America, and they do the Take Steps Walk, uh, which is for those living with Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, uh, or UC. You can just say UC mm-hmm. for sure, um, and as well as uh, inflammatory bowel disease, IBD. And so um, it raises like awareness for research and treatment for those folks that live with that. So uh, it's something that Jazz and I always wanted to take part in. We always talked about it and just you know, we weren't able to, sometimes she was in the hospital when, we, when the walk happened or, you know, things just came up. So, um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about was like, how can I honor her? Right. Like I really was very much like kind of stressing over that. 
And uh, let me see if there's a Take Steps walk coming up anytime soon. There's one in Columbia that happens every year, and it already passed. So I was like, wow. And then I found the one in Charlotte. And so I'm like, yeah, like, I can definitely get a team together. So um, our team is called the Jeter Journey, and Jeter Journey was uh, the hashtag for our wedding. Uh, and we called ourselves that even after the wedding because we just we felt like our relationship was a journey and then we always were big on just like going places. We didn't travel like outside of the country, but we were always going somewhere uh, and stuff. And so one time someone was just like, y'all are always just on a journey somewhere. And so we just adopted that. Mm-hmm. So um, so now. I just look at it as the Gita journey is, although it's, you know, she's not here in the physical, you know, I'm still on the Gita journey, you know, with her and her kind of guiding me through that. So uh, we have a team of friends and family members and, um, and people, you know, that we know that are, um, that are participating in the walk. So it's on uh, May 19th at 9 a.m. in uh, Symphony Park in Charlotte. Awesome. That's what's up, man. And that's, that's dope that you're honoring her in that way, man. And I really hope, that when I leave this earth, that Nella B will honor me with my damn bust in the living room, like I said. You know, little less, and it, she doesn't even have to walk. All she has to do is just put me in the living room like I asked. He's but, but on, on a serious <laughs> though, though, like, tell people how they can support. Like, if, if we can't be there, um, are, is there a way to donate, or is there a link or anything like that that we could probably put in the show notes and share? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can actually send you guys the exact link to our, our team page, okay. but... Uh, they, Y'all have an Instagram? All, uh, we don't have an Instagram. So, but we can go to. You can just honestly just Google take steps because uh, I don't the the web the web pages is really long for the particular walk, but um, like the link or whatever. But you can go to takestepscom um, and then you can just like search the different walks, and then you'll see our team Gita Journey in the list of the teams there. Uh, but I also send you guys the link as well, so that okay. you can go there and donate. Yeah, definitely send that. Now, I don't know. um, This is the first time I'm telling you directly, and I don't know if you heard our latest episode, but I am pregnant, so I don't plan on walking. (laughs) But if we, if, well, I mean, I'm passed out out there and have a whole other situation. Don't come, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we will definitely, we will definitely support the journey. And um, you know, thank you so much for coming on and having the strength to talk about this because clearly nobody's going to be able to talk to my husband about this if something were to happen. <laughs> um, so I want you to leave us with this. What advice yeah. would you give young couples about just planning their journey together and? If, if they were to ever face this type of situation, what advice would you give them? Man, I think, you know, the biggest thing I've learned from this is to always think about like, what are the things you don't want to, to regret? You know, um, I'm thankful that I, I can say that I don't have any regrets from our, you know, from my relationship with jazz. I wasn't perfect. You know, we had our shares of ups and downs, but at the end of the day, like I feel as though, she left here knowing that I, I care for her unconditionally and same for me with her. So just, you know, living every life and every day and looking past the arguments that you're in the moment and thinking like a year from now, two years from now, how am I going to feel about what we just said to each other? You know, mm-hmm. how am I going to feel about what we just did to each other? Am I going to hate myself that I did that? Or am I still going to be like excited? And if you're still excited about what you said, then that's probably not a relationship you need to be in. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but if it's something that you feel like you truly would will regret, you know, or, or or not be happy about or proud of, then, you know, just do something else that can redirect that energy and make them that you know, know that you love them and you care about them and, and you got their back. So to me, marriage is about 
being with someone that has your back no matter what. Even if you're wrong as two left shoes, you should feel like <laughs> you know. So, um, so that's my my two cents on that. That is awesome. Well, thank you again. And hey, everybody, Angelo's been dropping jewels. So if you don't get anything <laughs> from this episode, like we need to do some self-evaluation but i definitely could learn a thing or two from you brother I, i'm gonna get there one day i'm not as mature about this particular topic as you are but i'm gonna get there yeah, one. yeah i may get I, I phone number <laughs> so you yeah i might have to check on you just to make sure yeah just please just check in from time to time but thank you so much for being here and we here, here man, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to another episode of We Here, Man. We're going to continue bringing you new content each and every week, but we want you guys to join the conversation. So download Anchor.fm, available in iTunes and Google Play. Also, hit that subscribe button in your Apple or Google Play podcast store. I want you to give us the stars, give us the likes if you like it. And like Mama said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. In other words, don't give us one star, y'all. Thank you for listening again, and we definitely appreciate your air and won't take it for granted.